I know I didn't put out an episode last week, but did you guys watch those hedge fund babies cry? That's all that I was doing. I didn't have any time to record an episode. I was watching Head Fund Babies Cry. Now listen to the narrative. They've got a narrative for you guys. They care about you. They care about you. That's why they don't want you to make money. You're learning here. Maybe it's fun. Fine. Maybe it's a movement. But be prepared to lose 80 to 90% of it. And if it's still worth it, then have at it. But the biggest loss of capital here will be the human capital of young men who are sitting and staring at their phone and watching the price of Bitcoin or the price of AMC. And ask yourself, would you be better off taking that one, two, or three hours a day and working out, trying to form relationships with mentors, with, with, with romantic relationships, with people at work, getting great at something so you can be the person on the other side of the trade. The greatest loss in, in capital here is, is from young men who are more prone to gambling addiction, who don't understand uh, the markets. I think we are setting ourselves up similar to how there's a ton of young women out there who became very depressed by sitting in their rooms looking at Instagram. Self-cutting and self-harm skyrocket. I think you are going to see uh, uh, an explosion in young male depression and i think a lot of it is going to be reverse engineered to apps that convince you you're part of a movement or physically addict you to your phone ask yourself would your time staring at robin hood be be better spent somewhere else that is the real capital destruction that is taking place here it's not that i am upset that you bankrupted my hedge fund it's that i'm afraid you're not getting laid Welcome to the end of the narrative.
I feel like when you mention to humans that this is the collapse of a society, they get a little bit sensitive about it because those are a little bit painful. They're not the most fun thing, but we are allowing the society to collapse this time without taking out all of the humans with a giant wave like we did in Atlantis. So you're just living through your own death. Isn't that fun? It's the end of an old society and it's the beginning of a new society. It's the end of the age of the guru in which your leader and your truth exist outside of yourself. And now you're moving into an internally focused age. Have I said that enough for you yet? In which your truth is generated from the universe that exists inside of you. That's pretty clunky. It's a pretty clunky process, if I'm honest. You have to learn how to autonomize, which I'm disappointed to find out is not a word that I invented. It already exists. You're autonomizing. You're becoming an autonomous being. You have been programmed to be anything but. Society rewards you being anything but. You are making a transition away from buying bullshit like what this guy is selling. Can you hear how obvious the narrative is? Ten years ago, people ate this kind of shit up. Oh, it's in my best interest that I'm poor and you're rich. Thank you so much for your... Oh, I can one day have that if I just stop stepping on your toes. Amazing. Thank you so much for letting me participate in your reality that I'm creating for you. But now we are graduating from that. We can see this. I see a lot of people waiting for disclosure. Disclosure is happening every fucking day. In the last 12 months, people have exposed themselves. Systems, people have literally exposed themselves and gotten caught. That's exposure. Cops revealed what these systems of authority are. They didn't have to be uh, on the front page. The media didn't have to reveal it. You guys watched too many movies in the 90s. That's not what disclosure looks like. Disclosure looks like people just show you in the light of day exactly what they are. The disclosure doesn't come from some big revealing. It just comes from your ability to see it. Just like now people can see UFOs. Because you have more than five lame-ass senses now. You have the gift of discernment. Things that get in the gift of discernment are your own programming and judgment and self-judgment and fantasies. We'll get into all of that in a minute. Real reality when you're not locked in the third dimension is more fluid and subjective and quickly changing than you can ever imagine. Think of a dream, how just all over the place a dream is. Last night, I had a dream that someone found out that acne was actually just beetles living inside of your skin. And so they were planting golden beetles uh, into the thing to eat the other beetles. I don't know. Dreams are a little little more loose than we're going to get, but not too much more loose. Just quickly generated fluid reality is what we're moving towards. And it's loosening right now, and that's why it's so wobbly. That's why everyone's so fucking unhinged. The pendulum's going to swing the other direction, and then it'll come back to center. It's important that you learn your own personal truth. And that you protect your personal truth and also check your desire to 
evangelize your personal truth or impose your personal truth on other people. A lot of times you think you're saving them, but you're not. You're just trying to validate your own personal truth. People will figure out their truth in their own time. Arguing over truth is a huge waste of time. Has anyone figured that out yet? Truth moves. Your personal truth should be moving and evolving at all times. The need to be right will keep you stuck. Because if you're staying open and honest and fluid, you should be having regular aha moments where you go, oh, damn, I definitely thought that that's what it was. And now that I have a bigger perspective and that I'm able to take in more reality, I realize that that isn't actually true. And that is, I needed that to be true because my ego couldn't handle it or I was still clinging to some sort of programming, or I wasn't looking at all aspects of this situation. No one can tell you your truth. I can't tell you your truth. No spiritual leader can do that for you. That's where the pedestalization comes in. You have a fantasy of a spiritual leader who's going to guide you, and we don't live in that reality anymore. You have to guide yourself. The spiritual leaders that you resonate with, you should resonate with them because they articulate things you already know to be true. If you hear a spiritual leader say something and then you're continuously trying to force it, stop it. That's not how we learn anymore. Allow seeds to be planted. Walk away from people you don't resonate with anymore. They don't have to be bad. We're just a bunch of buzzing perspectives. Find the perspectives you resonate with. You may eventually come back and go, oh, hey, I do resonate with that person. But nobody outside of you can tell you your truth. That's for you to determine. Also, every spiritual teacher has shadowy shit that they're dealing with. They're going to talk about things that they have a dog in the fight. That's just the way it is. They're just perspectives, talking about their own perspective. Sometimes their dog in the fight is that they're making a shit ton of money off of what they're doing. Be skeptical of everyone who's making money at what they're making money at. You don't have to be critical, but be skeptical. Take things with a grain of salt. Say, okay, well, yeah, but what does this person have to gain from that? And then weigh that in, including yourself. If you feel like someone else needs to do something, I need to tell this person that they're doing something wrong with their life. First of all, the fuck you do. You, do, you don't. Stop it. Stop telling other people what to do with their lives. You have the right to tell people what they're doing that's affecting you if it's actually affecting you. Not if you have to play a game of Twister to climb your fucking ass into their aura and then say it affects you. Stop telling other people what to do. She says, I'm telling you to do that. Do you see how ridiculous this is? You tuned into this, though, so it's consensual. Feel free to turn it off. Recognize when you have a dog in the fight. That's a great way to figure out if you're being honest with yourself or not. Do I stand something to benefit here? Is my financial security involved in this? Is my relationship somehow going to be affected by this? Am I trying to get something from this person? Constantly be checking in with yourself. And when you have a dog in the fight, admit it. Because it's likely to cause some sort of shadow. But recognize before you take anything that anyone else says, ask your body. That's the best way to do it. Ask your body, does this feel true? Does this feel true when this person says it? And when it feels true, sometimes it's going to feel true because you're not ready to grow and they're mirroring back some judgment that you don't like. Ask yourself, what part of me does this resonate with? Now, in the, in the collective truth, 
in the societal truth, that's a little bit different. Society's moving in a direction. It's moving away from one direction into another direction. And sometimes you're going to want to resist it moving. And sometimes you're going to want to push the moving. That's a different thing. That's arsenal energy. Arsenal energy exists to burn down the old systems and help create the new systems. And it's a very triggering energy because we're moving out of a lot of old rules and a lot of old constructs. And sometimes that feels like, why is everything falling apart? If you want to know whether or not you're on the right side of the collective movement, ask yourself, am I, am I defending something new or am I defending something established? And then look inside of yourself and heal whatever it is you're clinging to. It's popular to shit on social justice and social justice warriors. And that energy, that's arsenal energy, can be grading. It can be grading cancel culture. I'm using air quotes. Uh, yeah, oh, it's the, it's the herd. People like to call it the herd. As if the herd hasn't been posted up grazing in the pasture of patriarchy and white supremacy for hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years. I don't understand how you guys do time here. How are you going to call something less than 10 years old the herd when it's pushing up against something that's been established and is weaved into every single piece of society? That's dead. It needs to go. Let the people who are knocking it down knock it down. If it bothers you, look inside of yourself for those structures. If you want to be a part of the new society because that's where it's going. Constructs suck. And we're moving into Aquarian energy, which does not like boxes. Aquarian energy says why. Why, gender? Why? Ask yourself why you feel like you need to police or even have an opinion on the trans experience if you're not trans. What an odd thing to involve yourself in. Who fucking cares? If someone tells you who they are, go, cool, I'll address you as that. Why would you have an opinion on that? Because you have constructs built in you, and we're moving away from that. We're moving into a place where we get to decide as we go what our own constructs are and play within them and then knock them back down. And you want the utopia that comes with that, but sometimes you're resistant to the growing pains of having those constructs removed for you. The old power balance, the old lopsided white supremacist patriarchal power balance is being torn down. That might not be comfortable for you. If it's not comfortable for you, fix that inside of yourself because it's sewn into the fabric of who we all are. So we all have to heal that shit inside of ourselves. It's not a herd. How ridiculous. But you can find some spiritual teachers if you want to hang out in that reality. You can find some spiritual teachers who will tell you, uh, you know, they're tearing down everything that's good. You can also just go be a Christian because that's what the fuck they're about. They're about clinging to old ass shit and gurus. Poor Jesus. He's just, he'd be rolling over in his grave, but he resurrected or whatever. Be discerning of anyone that makes money. This person right here with the hedge fund spinning a narrative, pretending that it's in your best interest. That is so obviously bullshit, but he's doing that because they've been doing that for a really long time. People who benefit from you staying stuck, energies that benefit from that will always convince you. 
hey, you're better off staying where you're at. You're better off doing things you don't want to do. And you know what? We can laugh at this guy and mock this guy, but that voice exists inside of you as well. So address that. Address your own internalized capitalism. Address why you feel guilty when you take a day off and aren't productive. Back to spiritual teachers. This is all over the fucking place. There's tons of examples of this. Are you codependent on YouTube readers? The interesting thing about this is that people develop codependence on YouTube readers because they're looking for a YouTube reader to tell them what they want to hear. Just tell yourself that. That's all you got to do. You're probably wrong, but live in your own truth. Now, the benefit of getting a reading is when you're emotionally attached to something. Even readers get readers from other readings from other readers because when you're emotionally attached to something is when the game gets pretty tricky and it's difficult to make sure you're listening to your intuition and not your programming or your wishful thinking. So getting a reading is helpful there. That's it. And it, it should be some sort of wake-up call, you know, some sort of, hey, listen, or some sort of confirmation of something that you were like, I'm really excited about this. I just want to make sure that this is true. It shouldn't come out of left field. And once again, I talked to someone last week that was like a reader told me that my bloodline is cursed. Uh, Y'all love this curse shit. Um, and I said, well, did that reader by any chance have some sort of package that you could buy to get rid of your bloodline curse as like an upcharge? And, and guess what? Not to shit. Not to shit on readers who do that. Kind of to shit on readers but who do that. But listen, ask your body. Does it feel true that I have a bloodline curse or am I, or am I scared right now? Someone telling me some scary shit. You can also break whatever curse is on you. You don't need anyone outside of you to do that. Also, you might just not have a curse. This person definitely did not have a bloodline curse on them. Just be skeptical. I went to a reader about my love relationship in 2001 and she told me that I ate his soul, but that I could come back with him and give her $400 and, uh, we, she could get his soul back. And I was like, can I just throw it up? Or like, is it going to be all chewed up? Are you going to give me some sort of etheric charcoal how how does one for four hundred dollars retrieve a soul i have already eaten needless to say i didn't go back to that reader human design if you're not familiar with it google it human design uh p the fairy does great readings on this is a fantastic tool for figuring out what your authority is so for some people your authority is your gut that's it. My avatar is a gut, a, a gut truth person. If my avatar tries to make a decision with my brain, it's fucked. It'll be a mess. It'll be a fear-based nonsense decision that I'll have to undo. My gut instinct every time. First, first thing that pops in. I have a sacral authority in human design, which means gut, I'm pretty sure. Astrology, human design, gene keys. There are all these tools to help you get to understand your baseline programming. Use those things to help you. Do not make them your authority. 
These are tools, not your authority. Using a reader is a tool. Listening to podcasts is a tool. Chatting with your friends is a tool. None of these things is your authority. Nobody can tell you what to do. You have to do that for yourself because everyone else outside of you is working on their own shit, has their own shadows, has their own dog in the fight, their own opinion. You ever notice that when you're working on something and you're on a new kick, you're vegan right now. Every problem someone tells you about, you think veganism would solve it? That's how everyone is. Very few people are capable of true neutrality at this point because we're all kind of in the same stage of the game. You have to learn how to trust yourself. The best way to look at spiritual teachers is I like the way that you articulate the thing that I already know or that I am already learning to be true. Sometimes people think, well, I'm afraid to trust my own truth because I was wrong. Were you wrong or were you just learning the other side of that? reality. We're here to experience. And maybe when you met that person, you were like, we're going to be together forever because you were going to experience reality from the perspective of being there together forever. Maybe you were like, this is the job for me. And that you got to experience that reality for a little bit. And then you got to experience the other side of it. You're just experiencing two sides of it. You weren't wrong. You might play it out as having learned you were wrong about someone, but it doesn't take away from the fact. Maybe you were in a religion. Maybe you were Mormon at one point, and you were like living the full Mormon experience, and then you realized it wasn't true, and then you experienced the other thing. Now, if you came to a video game to play games, that's what happened. You played the Mormon game, and then you played the leaving Mormonism game. That doesn't mean that you don't understand truth. That was your truth, and now it's not your truth. And as long as your truth doesn't involve fucking over other people or hurting other people, then it's fine. Make mistakes. That doesn't mean that someone outside of you is better at telling you what your truth is. Now, as people start to disconnect and haven't quite caught on to discernment yet, there is a tendency towards paranoia and conspiracy conspirituality they're calling it now this is when you combine the realization that reality isn't what you thought it was with the shadowy belief that your enemy exists outside of you this is when you start to get oh they you get the reptilian conspiracy uh the reptilian agenda the they are you know drinking blood or whatever the fuck It's really not that serious. It's just unconsciousness turning into consciousness. And everyone is a shitbag where they are unconscious. And everyone is much better when they are conscious. But you have all that shitbaggery inside of you. And you can trace a lot back. A lot of the darkness that you are perceiving outside of yourself, you can trace a lot of that back to yourself. So I recommend focusing on that. You can lose yourself in a whole other external reality. The point of waking up is realizing that the universe exists inside of you. You can go down a whole other rabbit hole looking for the enemy outside of you in the name of spirituality. The key to this is always heal yourself. Heal yourself. Figure yourself out. Look for places in which you are trying to make someone outside of you create your truth or provide your truth or make them your authority. 
your initial ventures into truth are going to be clunky, just like your initial setting boundaries are going to be clunky. Look to when you are trying to evangelize your truth or convince other people of your truth. When someone is talking about their experience, examine, observe the part of you that wants to correct them or change their mind about their truth. And the most important thing you can do if you want to collapse the narrative, the age of the narrative is drawing to a close. The age of the narrative is from the age of the guru, the age of hierarchy where people were on top and other people were on the bottom. And the only way to maintain a hierarchy is with a narrative. There has to be a story because it's not natural. It's not a natural state of being. We are all one. And so in order to do that, there is a narrative for the unconscious, like we heard with this guy. There is a, uh, I have to do this because I am from a royal bloodline. I have to do this because I am the one that talks to God. I have to do this because I am the 1%. I have to do this because I am your alien overlord. I have to do, and then we feed the narrative. We believe the narrative. To end the hierarchy, to collapse the hierarchy, we collapse the narrative. We A, stop believing the narrative. We see it for what it is and go, that's ridiculous. You don't care if I'm depressed. You just don't want me to make your hedge fund collapse. Shut up. The best way to collapse the age of the narrative is to stop using narratives in your own life to control other people. And we all do it. Every time you start to present a story to someone about why they should do something different or why you should get to have this, Sometimes we use narratives just to defend wanting our own autonomy as a fawn response. Say, no. No, I don't want to talk on the phone right now. I'm not going to create a story about how I can't because of blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to say, no, I don't want to talk on the phone right now. It's uncomfortable and it's awkward, but we stop making narratives the path to everything when we just start when we just start setting boundaries. No is an acceptable answer. I don't want to do that. And definitely, if you catch yourself creating narratives to try to get somebody to do something else, a favorite narrative in the codependency is to convince someone that their decision of what they want to do affects you. Of course, it affects you a little bit, but are you asking someone to be something other than what they naturally are to conform to something that you want, and now you're spinning a big narrative about it. Watch your narratives. Tell the truth. Say, hey, I want to hang out with you, but I understand that you get to decide what you do with your time and energy, and that I have a temptation to make it about me and my worth, and so then I want to convince you to do it so I don't have to address the fact that I still attach my sense of worth to what other people want to do with their time. So I was going to create a whole narrative about how you're selfish, but I think in this moment, I'm just going to say, I'd like to hang out with you. Do you want to hang out with me? No. Okay. That doesn't have anything to do with me, right? Right. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'll go deal with my own feelings. Do you see what this is here? We're collapsing that. And when we collapse that inside of ourselves, it stops being reflected out into the collective. I think that's it. I'm nauseous. I don't do readings anymore. I'm too sick. If you go to jessery.com, you can find the Patreon. The Patreon has a lot of content, and I keep up with it better than I keep up with this podcast. So $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes. $7 a month, you get four bonus episodes. $10 a month, you get four 
uh, live stream energy updates and $20 a month you get four, I don't know, these ridiculous live streams that are really just unnecessary, but fun. The episodes on that podcast are a little bit different. They're kind of more in-depth conversations. Usually they're less eight-dimensional being more my regular flailing. See you in a couple weeks probably.